Uh, come on. All right, it's coming. It's coming. There we go. Three, two, one. Well, we are live, and uh, it's Skip Clark, Skip Happens, Deb Lamphere, the president and founder of the uh, Country Music Fan Club, and of course, tonight, our our uh, guest. So excited to have him on board with us. We've had a great conversation when the mics have been off, but uh, y'all say hello to Brandon Ratcliffe. Uh, Brandon, how are you? Man, what's going on? I'm doing fantastic, my man. I've had a, uh, I've had a busy week this week, um, but I just got back from Louisiana. I went, I went in, uh, that's where I'm from. I'm from Cotton Valley, Louisiana. And so I, we went in this past weekend to kind of do some mm-hmm. like, it's actually the first trip I've ever made home where I did, uh, well, you know, since I lived there is the first trip I've ever made home where I did some actual work. Um, <laughs> we worked hard and we played hard because every night we, uh, my wife is from, we're both from the same area. So mm-hmm. like we, we told our folks, we're like, Hey, I'm going to be doing some work when we get to town. Uh, but every night, we want to have like an absolute party, bring everybody over to the backyard in my folks' house, and let's just all see each other. And man, it was uh, it was a blast, honestly. It oh, was I bet. I bet. Fun. Yeah. So wait a minute. Where are you from again? I'm from Louisiana originally. Uh, I'm, from uh, I'm from a little, like a tiny uh, speed trap town called uh, Cotton Valley, Louisiana. Speed, did you say speed trap town? Oh yeah, that's it. It's got one caution light, and you, if you blink your eyes for too long, if you do, you will miss it. I mean, you'll drive straight through it and not even know. Um, and but uh, yeah, what, what is it near? Give us some idea what that little town is near. So most people, as soon as I say Louisiana, they go New Orleans, and I'm like, no, that's like five hours away. <laughs> it's five hours out. I'm at like the very northeast corner of the boot. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. and it's like, the closest like big town is uh is Shreveport or Bossier. Oh, uh, I know Shreveport because my brother-in-law lived there for a while with his and, family. Um, and so. right off the bat, somebody by the name of Gordy, well, I know who Gordy is, said you can't get to Cotton Valley from Syracuse. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, <laughs> yeah, it's a long ways away, my man. Oh yeah. Long drive. <laughs> Tell uh t- Tell Deb and I, where are you right now? And describe your surroundings a little bit. So right now I am uh, deep in the heart of Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, I'm uh, <laughs> down near the like uh, 8th Avenue, 12th South area. It's mm-hmm. kind of where me and my wife have lived the past uh, few years. Um, and I mean, it's kind of typical Nashville. There's the scenery keeps changing every, what feels like a couple of weeks. I mean, there's mm-hmm. just right down right. the road. There is a massive like Publix that has came up out of nowhere. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm kind of on the eighth Avenue like street. And so this street is like, has been perpetually changing. It seems like the last few years, but really this year, I mean, it, um, every time I go out, it's like, there's a new building or there's a <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. demolished or something. So uh, yeah, it's changing, but yeah. we got a first, uh, weather snap this week. So the fall weather is, <gasps> No, hot Tennessee right now. So I it's love hot. it. You said it's hot. It, no, it's coming in hot. Oh, okay. Oh. Don't talk to us about the fall weather. We're in the Northeast. We'll tell you, we've already had our frost. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was like, y'all are probably like a little bit ahead. I'm sure. <laughs> a little bit, but it's a beautiful time to be in this part of the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, Deb and I both know that the, with the colors and everything, it's absolutely beautiful here in the Northeast. But uh, maybe what a lot of people don't know about you, first of all, being Brandon Ratcliffe, you've got a song. You can hear it here in the queue. So we're playing it on the wolf. Sometimes, always, never. Um, yeah. 
-hmm. it took one listen for of that for me mm -hmm. put that on the radio and i said i gotta play this so mm -hmm. that that's pretty cool you already you're mm -hmm. so welcome and so happy to do it. You already are signed to a major label with you. If I'm not mistaken, you're with the Sony Music Group and Monument Records, which is That's good. Right. That's very cool. And why don't you tell everybody about your family background? I know you come from the Cox family. Yes, that's right. Uh, yes, yeah, so we um, th that was kind of a little bit of what we were doing this past weekend was uh, I've kind of been uh, digging into a little bit of that. Uh, as I was telling you guys before we kind of went live, I'm really, really uh, heavily working on some new stuff right now. And um, one of the things I'm working on is kind of uh, some autobiographical kind of songwriting okay. about you mm -hmm. know, this kind of stuff, my family, where I came from and all this kind of stuff. And uh, for those people who don't know, my family was in a uh, bluegrass, traditional country uh, gospel band. Um, mm -hmm. Don't so, forget yeah. Grammy Award winning. Yes, that's right. Grammy Award winning. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's really funny, man. I have some amazing stories. Uh, we, this past weekend, we were just, you know, going through all these uh, old memories. And my mom was just, you know, telling. I brought a couple friends down uh, to Nashville. I mean, to Louisiana. And uh, she was, we were just, she was breaking out all the pictures and everything. And man, it's so cool to see, like, I mean, there's my mom's got pictures of them with like Keith Whitley, with uh, oh, my grandpa, uh, with Adam Duras from the Counting Crows. Uh, I mean, and we were we were just kind of going through all this stuff like George Clooney, uh, Don, uh, uh, John Goodman. I mean, it's all these crazy things they've done because uh, again, they because they were you know had been playing for so long and, and knew people like uh, were work with people like Allison Krauss, my mom. Um, like she showed me this incredible uh, voicemail uh, of Dolly Parton, believe it or mm -hmm. not, uh, calling my mom. And we were all sitting around the living room and um, just listening to this voicemail, like in all, like, everybody was just jaw dropped. And, and it was my, it was Dolly Parton basically asking my mom to uh, do like a trio record with, oh, wow. with her and Allison Krauss. And, uh, Man, it was just like we were all just jaw dropped. And I was like, I, I told my mom, I said, this would be like the equivalent of John Mayer and Eric <laughs> Church calling me up and being mm -hmm. like, Yo, we're thinking about doing a trio record. Like, would you want to, you know, join? I'd be like, I, I mean, he yes, hell yeah. How many women wear? It'd be you like, know? hello, hello. <laughs> exactly. And so I'm just like, it was, it was really crazy. And, and honestly, like for me growing up in that, you know, environment, uh, sometimes I feel weird. Like I, I, a buddy of mine was kind of getting some, you know, interview stuff for me this week. And, and, and he was asking me about the same stuff. And I told him, I was like, man, I feel, he's like, I feel weird talking about it sometimes because I feel like I'm bragging. But then I remember it's not me. It's my family. Like I have nothing to do with it. I just, I happen to be born in this family <laughs> and, and they, you know, they're very accomplished and good at what they do. So, um, yeah, I'm learning to get better at talking about it because it's not, I, I have nothing it's to do hard. With it. I get it. I get yeah, it. Yeah, it is hard. Um, it's not an but easy it, thing. But it's do. fascinating, you know? It, it is really fascinating. Is. And, uh, you know, how is it growing up in that type of a family, though, knowing that you have all that all that going on within the fam? It, I mean, I think it, it for a couple things it did to me. Number one, I, I really, whether I knew it or not, you know, and I'm a pretty self-aware guy, but uh, mm -hmm. I, I really did as a kid, I think, take it for granted because when I look back at all the stuff they did now, um, 
I, I, a, I'm impressed because I'm just like, wow, the people that they worked with, I mean, it's, it's pretty profound. The amount of people, my folks knew and just being this small uh, family band from Cotton Valley, Louisiana, it's pretty crazy to see all the things that they've done. Um, but also like for me, as, as someone who's constantly growing in my own artistry and songwriting and, you know, uh, I'm always, you're always evolving, you know, you're always trying to learn new things and trying to better yourself. And what I've kind of really, uh, realized recently is just how good they were at entertaining. Like I, I was talking to a friend of mine recently in town, uh, and you know, he was kind of giving me some like friendly criticism and he was like, man, he was like, when we go on these lives, you know, he was like, you, you need to be, you guys need to be more prepared to just like entertain. Like it needs to be song after song, to like never stop, you know? Like, and I, and I was like, man, it kind of hit me where, you know, it hit me. I was like, damn, he's kind of being a little critical. But then I, I started thinking about it and I was like, man, growing up, that was one thing like I took for granted about my family, but I, I have to give them props. Uh, they never had a, a, like a moment of silence. Like if they were playing at a show or a, you know, a family event or like a holiday party or whatever it was, like if it was them, if it was their time to sing or play, like they were ready at the drop of a hat. Like they were, they never had a moment where they were like, uh, I mean, what are we playing next? Right. And right. I just, I so admire that as an entertainer. Now I get to the point where it's kind of like a little bit like people like Garth Brooks, uh, where you just, you, you admire the ability he has to just like, or Eric church is the same way, you know, like, they're just true entertainers and they never, they can keep giving it to you and keep giving it to you. And you're like, man, you have to sit back and applaud that. And as a, as a, you know, like I said, as a young up and coming, you know, musician, I, I, I see that and I go, I, I, you know, I can always get better because mm-hmm. that is really an impressive uh, thing to do is just to right, right. Well, basically, you know, you say young and up and coming, can I ask, what do you, you're in the low twenties, right? You're under 25. Or are you 25 now? I am over 25 now. I'm closer to 30 than I am 20 now. No 20. Way. Somebody lied to me. I should never trust the web. Should I'm never trust the web. I, I uh, just turned uh, 26 in July. And uh, yeah, man, it, it's, it's kind of weird for me to even say that. Like, I still, you know, I still feel like some days I'm in my teens, but then mm-hmm. I just had shoulder surgery recently. Right. And okay. These things start to make me feel my age a little bit because you just you start to feel a little less resilient. You know, you notice like, man, when I work out really hard now, if I ain't worked out in like a month, I- I'm down for like a good seven days now. <laughs> hey, uh, um, uh, Brandon, uh, I want to introduce you to Brian Michael. Brian is uh, one of our local artists. Hey, and Brian, how are you doing? Brian is rocking the house here in the queues, and uh, he's been to Nashville a few times and, you know, getting getting his feet wet a little bit and uh he's a big fan of yours i do know that for a fact and a lot of what brian does is very similar to your style brandon so that's kind of cool so i said yeah you could join us on the podcast tonight if you like so, so i want to take a bet we talked a little bit about it and i said i want to get <laughs> yeah, man, go, go ahead Deb. no i'm just joking i was just joking around i was going to take a bet to see how long you can talk without mixing up all the names with that we've been talking about with the bees tonight <laughs> Brian, Brandon, 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 and I don't know. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mess it all up tonight. So, well, Deb, Deb's son is Brendan, but also my brother's name is Brian. So, yeah, oh geez, it's, it's, there we go. It's Our bound to happen. Hey, Brian, how are you? 
I'm doing great, guys. I really appreciate being a part of this. Um, Brandon, like Skip said, I'm a, I'm a huge fan, man. And I've been coming back and forth to cope. You know, the situations right now slow me down from getting down there full time. But I'm a country artist, huge fan. I look up to you and love your work, man. And uh, so I'm actually going to be back down there from October 3rd to the 15th uh, for meetings and work on stuff. I just recently finished up my debut, uh, uh, cut my debut album, put my first single out not too long ago. And so. Nice. Dude, well, hey, I I so appreciate that, man. I I cannot tell you how humbling it is to ever hear someone say that. I I I'm definitely not deserving of it, but I oh, will. Stop, dude. <laughs> stop yourself right there. So so maybe you'll be down there. He's doing a writer's round. Yeah, that's coming right. Up. You yeah. don't have a date, do you? By any chance? I just have a bunch of writers going on and stuff like that in meetings. But uh, where are you going? Are you going to be playing around there? A writer's round, a couple of them. I'm looking. Let me look because I just was telling them I, I have it. I have it somewhere in my calendar. Somebody just asked me, "Uh, uh what day? What day did you say you were coming in?" So I'm down there from the fourth of October till the fifteenth. Oh dang! It's the twenty first. Uh, oh, ten pounds south, right? We week after by week, man. I know. Dang, I know. Shows are really, really sparse these days. I wouldn't mm-hmm. mind if I flipped another one. Hey, uh, Brandon, let's talk a little bit more about you. And um, and when you got signed, uh, how long ago did you get signed by Sony or Monument? Oh, man. It, it, it was it, a while ago it, now, right? It was. I was going to say, in some ways, it feels like it was just yesterday. But <laughs> with this year rolled in, it feels like it was about 10 years mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was probably, I think, three years ago. It was, let's see, it's 2020. It was probably, tw- I think, 2017, the, su- the summer, fall of 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I've, I've been there for uh, for a minute now. Um, yeah, I met, met Shane McAnally. He's oh, the, Shane the, is one of the best. Yep. Yeah, he's one of the best. You know, I, I love Shane. He's great. Uh, and he, uh, yeah, he just kind of, like, believed and validated kind of what I was doing uh, very early on. And so... Uh, for someone who's kind of a little bit more in the new school way of doing things, uh, a guy like Shane's uh, mentality for how he sees, you know, the music industry and all this stuff is really attractive to someone like me because I love people who, uh, I just love people who do things different. I love trailblazers. I, I, I want to be that kind of person myself in my career. So uh, yeah. You know, I can I can see you being the trailblazer. It seems like, oh, you know, it's not what's behind you. You're looking ahead. You're looking right. like, what can I do now? I don't want to go back and look on the on the backside of things. I want to look forward. You know, absolutely. honestly, that's been one of the I, I mean, like we were talking a little bit about this before we went live. But that that's kind of one of I guess it's the plight of the creator a little bit, you know. Uh, but that's kind of one of the m- more frustrating things to me as an artist uh, is I'm so you're you're always like ready to do uh, to beat the thing you've done before. And so like most mm-hmm. artists I know, y- you make your first record or you, you know, you make your second record or whatever. And, and you're already over that thing. You know, you're 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 on writing new stuff and everybody is like telling you they're like, man, I love this thing. And, and mm-hmm. all that runs through your mind is like, oh, yeah, that thing is cool but man you should hear this new thing i just did like <laughs> like that this thing is awesome so for me like that's the that's the hardest like cross to bear you know as as an artist is just uh you know always feeling like you you know you aren't good enough and that you're getting better but at the same time like 
I wouldn't have it any other way because to me, like being complacent is probably, you know, maybe the worst thing you could be. So if, oh. if you were kind of satisfied, I would say there's probably maybe something wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Always striving to do better. Yeah. Hey, um, I don't know if Deb had a question. I'm sorry. Um, do you have any side hustles going on? So I almost, I just before, so I had shoulder surgery about a month and a half ago. Okay. Yeah. And right before I uh, did that, a, a couple of buddies of mine started working the landscaping job here in Nashville. Okay. And, uh, honestly, I not even for money because my wife fortunately has kept working during like quarantine and everything. She's, she hasn't missed a beat really as far as like her professional life. And, and obviously I have a, you know, publishing deal and things like that in town. So I've also been, um, for the most part, you know, uh, okay financially. So I haven't needed necessarily to work, sure. uh, but I almost did it just for the therapy of it. Honestly, like mm-hmm. just, get just, out. just to go work and get out of the house. And like, and, and for me, like I grew up in a blue collar family. So, mm-hmm. uh, there's something therapeutic to me about like working with your hands and doing things and like, you know, whether it's building something, whether it's even cutting grass, there's an accomplishment you feel from uh, physically tangibly doing something. Uh, And so I almost did it just for, you know, shits and giggles, honestly, just like, Hey, let's go to work a landscaping job. But then I had to get shoulder surgery. And so that kind of messed that up. Yeah, exactly. There was no physical labor for me for a while. <laughs> uh, what did you plan that out just so? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sounds a little fishy to me. Yeah, I know. Something's wrong right. with that. We need Great to excuse, right? Great excuse. <laughs> yeah, I'd love it. What was it? Your rotator cuff, Brandon? No, not the rotator. Thank God it wasn't the rotator cuff. Yeah. Uh it, it was my labrum uh in yeah. my left shoulder uh-huh. right here. Got you. Okay. But yeah, man, it was, it's so weird, actually. I, it's kind of a long story. I don't want to get into it too deep, but I, how the whole thing started was I got, I got a flu shot like two years ago and they gave it to me, uh, like directly in like the front part of my shoulder right here. What? Wow. Never heard and, of that. Yeah. I never heard of that either. That's, uh, that's different, but go ahead. Super strange. So if they ever try to give you a shot in the front part of your shoulder, mm. Wait them off. It's bad. It's bad news. Uh, I don't know if this is like a common theme. I, I would guess that it's probably not. But uh, for me, what it did was it kind of created like frozen shoulder, which turned into like capillitis, which. Oh, my it, gosh. It, it was this whole process of like my shoulder muscle was weak. And uh, I tried strengthening it for like, you know, a year and a half. And finally, you know, my doctor, who's in a, one of the best doctors here in Nashville, he works on all kinds of people in town. And I was seeing him for a while and he, he just, he told me, he was like, Hey man, you know, you don't have to get surgery, but it's inevitable that you're going to have to have surgery at some point. So it's whatever you want to do. If you want to do it now, you can do it now. If you want to do it some other time. And I was just like, man, this year has already been such a, you know, did that affect your playing at all? I, I mean, just, I have a, so I have a great story about this. Actually. I, I was so nervous about, uh, getting this surgery because, uh, we, I've had a few surgeries in my life. I had knuckle surgery when I was younger, right here on my right knuckle. I had, uh, like wisdom teeth, a few other things that I can't, I can't even think of off the top of my head that were like uh, four or five different surgeries. So 
and when I was younger, I never really was nervous about them. But as I've gotten older, I, I really don't like going under the knife if I don't have to. It's very now kind of it, it gets in my head a little bit. And so right before I was going into surgery uh, in pre-op, I looked at my doctor. I was like, man, I was like, I'm really nervous about, you know, playing guitar. I was like, I, you know, I, I love playing guitar. That's that's what I do every single day. It's it's like I'm attached to the guitar. Like, how, how long can I not play guitar? And he goes. He goes, man, I, I gave uh, surgery to Peter Frampton, and he was back out on the road four <laughs> days later playing guitar. And I was like, oh, damn, dude. Dude, and, go ahead. Then. Yeah, I was like, let's do this, dude. Let's yeah. go. But, then you know uh, you had a good doctor for sure. Exactly, yeah. And, and notice he didn't say he was playing guitar in four days. He was back out on the road playing guitar no, four no. days later. So yeah, I was like, exactly. I mean, that, that's like being all out. So, yeah, no telling what kind of drugs he was on, though. I was going to say, he had to have a couple extra drinks or something to mix it up. Yeah, <laughs> that first week. Frampton was probably on some crazy stuff. I love it. I love this, man. Brandon Radcliffe uh, mm-hmm. signed with uh, Monument and Sony Music, and he's got a single on the radio, sometimes almost never. Uh, tell us a little bit about the single. Yeah, uh, man. So first of all, thank you guys so much for playing it. I, I um, am so grateful. Anybody you know is a fan of me or, or anything I'm done. I've done. It's it's really humbling. But uh, yeah, the song. Honestly, I mean, it was kind of one of those weird titles for me where uh, I and I don't I don't really even write like this anymore. But uh, you know, the Nashville kind of way to write for the most part. Uh, and I, maybe a better way to say it is I still write like this sometimes, but uh, the Nashville kind of way of writing songs is a lot like book titles, right? So like mm-hmm. really the whole, you know, songwriting process kind of hangs on the idea. Uh, so for me, like a lot of times and for a lot of our writers in town, that that looks like just writing down a ton of different titles that seem interesting to you. And I had this title sometimes always never written down for like probably like six to eight months. And I didn't know what it meant other than just the, you know, I, th- I think it means something like about a, you know, uh, like a, um, a, a coat, a suit coat. Like there's a button sometimes always never is what they say. Like you're supposed to sometimes button the top or maybe I don't know. you're asking a guy that doesn't wear a suit. Coat. I, I was going to say, look, I have no experience doing that either. So yeah, I want to tell you about the meaning, but all right. Uh, all right. But so, so anyway, I, I just, I, I just finally was, you know, I, I, we had some, uh, right with, uh, one of my really, my best friends in town and he co-produces my, uh, records, uh, and co-writes almost every song with me. His name's Pete Good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we had a write with Walker Hayes, who is also at Monument. Um, yes. Love and it. I'd never written with Walker before. And, uh, I'm, I'm like for you know, a lot of people who don't know this, like I moved to Nashville to be a writer first. So uh, that's kind of the thing to me that like, you know, a lot of, a lot of artists are different than me where a lot of artists. And that my, obviously my, my, what I put out is, is my main focus, but Mm -hmm. I also love being a writer. So I, I, I tell people often, I explain it this way. I wear two different hats, right? So if I'm in the room with an artist, Usually I take my artist hat off and I put on songwriter hat and I go, I'm, I'm here for you. I want to write songs for 
for other people as well, because that's just something I'm passionate about. So, but, but if it's for me, I take this, I, I, I have artists hat on and I'm very controlling about my thing. If it's my thing, I'm really like, it's, it's, I'm delicate about it. I'm very like, Hey, it's, it's, it has to be, you know, Brandon's thing. Uh, but for that day, I'd never written with Walker. And so I, I didn't really know what to expect. I didn't know if we were writing for him, for me. And usually when you're in that scenario, you kind of just go, all right, this, let's just write a great song. Let's stop focusing on who it's for or what we're, you know, our MO is. Let's just write a great song. And uh, I, I went into that right and I just said, hey, uh, man, I, I've got this title, you know, sometimes, always, never. I don't, I don't know what it means, but it, it just looks kind of interesting to me. And Walker who I found out through this right is, is a genius songwriter. He's an incredible songwriter. Uh, and he just starts kind of spewing out this, like, uh, like almost like, like, uh, I hate to say rap, but it's almost like a poetic little, like just mm-hmm. like an, almost a rap. And he's like, sometimes I look for your black civic when I'm done. And he didn't have all the words, but he was kind of like mumbling through these things. And I was like, man, that's cool. And we, and we finally got to the end of it and we were like, but I sometimes always never do. And as soon as we got to that thing, I was like, Oh, this is great. What a great idea. Like to like, like hang everything, talk about sometimes you do this, you always do this. And then it's, but I, but I never end up doing it honestly. And so I was like, man, that's an interesting way to look at it. And so it, after we kind of got that angle, it, it really went like, and this is kind of the story of a lot of songs is once you get the central idea, it's like, uh, it's, it's pretty smooth sailing sometimes when you really know what the main thing you're trying to say is. Cause you're like, Oh, now, now the cat's out of the bag, right? Now we know where we're driving to instead of just like roaming around somewhere and hoping we end up in the right place. It's coming from a family in the music business, was it or is it more challenging for you to, you know, create your own identity and, you know, get the contacts that they have? Do they connect you with people or do you, do they say, oh, you're on your own. You have to go figure it out yourself. So where do you see yourself with all of that? That's a great question. Um, yeah. I mean, for me, like my, my family, they never really made it like um, they, they were never really adamant about me being in the music industry. In fact, like my, my mom kind of, I think, was more reserved. She was the one who sang. She was the kind of songbird and in my whole family. She was in the she was one of the main singers, of the family band. And my dad was kind of the opposite. He was like a, you know, hard blue collar worker. He was up every day, like four o'clock and. Mm. Mm-hmm. you know, worked in the whole field and pipeline and stuff. And so I kind of came from a family that like, although they did it constantly, they never really like made it like an obvious thing for me to do. And so that includes really like they would introduce me to people and all this stuff, but, and we would go to shows, but they never really made it feel like you have to do this or like, Hey, here's this person. Mm-hmm. We know hey, this would be a great uh, you know opportunity for you. It was kind of more, casual than that and it was more just like hey we're, this is just what we do you know you don't you don't have to do this necessarily uh but when i first moved to nashville they the, the one person i knew was allison krauss because allison was kind of like she was almost like family to us growing up you know like she was like an aunt to me I, I saw her all the time my mom and then were you know had been friends with her for like 20 30 years and so 
I, I, I knew her pretty much since I was a kid. And so when I got to Nashville, she was the one person I knew, which is not a bad person to know. No, uh, not at all. <laughs> but, uh, but still, I, I didn't really know a ton of people. And come to find out, like as we were talking about earlier, I, I come. I, I found out that my parents and my, you know, folks actually know a ton of people, but they just never really, you know, I, it was never really like handed to me, I guess, in that way where it was more like, hey, you find out what crew works for you. You go meet new people and we'll give you a couple people along the way. But like you kind of write your own story, uh, which which works really well for me, because uh, honestly, to answer the other part of your question. I was kind of like, and I'm still this way. Uh, I'm very independent by nature. I'm very like, um, I I don't like being told what to do. And I, and I don't like being forced to do anything. I'm Mm -hmm. very like, you're in control of your own. I'm in control of my own. I'm not, I don't like dependent on anybody. I don't like, uh, I want to write my own story. And sometimes people, Mm -hmm. you know, that that can come off as being prickly or controlling, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's just who I am. Like I, I, it's just in my DNA. And so for me, like I kind of rebelled for a long time against the music industry because I was like, Oh no, that's their thing. I don't want to have anything to do with that. I'm Brandon. They're the Cox family. Uh, and I almost kind of took it for, you know, for granted a little bit. Uh, and, and, and I wanted when I first got to Nashville to be like, no, no, no I want to write my own thing. I don't want to know who y'all's people are. I want to be able to write my own stuff. I don't want anybody to ever be able to say it was because his family was in the music industry. That, that mm-hmm. was to me like my worst fear. Uh, and now, now it's different. Like as I've kind of gotten older, I think I, I think about it a little different now because I kind of, I, I kind of just more now respect what they've done. And, and I kind of see it as more like, man, it's something to be proud of. Actually. It's not really something to be, you know, fight against constantly. It's more, you know, something you should actually talk about because it, it actually feels more authentic. And in some ways, like for me, and this kind of goes to what I was telling you guys earlier, like it's kind of bleeding through in the new stuff I'm writing now because um, <laughs> because I see it, and I go, man, this is my heritage. This is my mm-hmm. family. There's something to be proud of. You know, a lot of people work family businesses all over the country. This just happens to be my family business. Right. Right. Well, plus you're established now. So you did pave your own path. And you had maybe a few resources here and there, but it's like you said, you're proud of what they've accomplished, but you've accomplished your own career path. So that's, I appreciate that. Seriously. You got you. That's y'all's words, not mine, but I'll <laughs> I, I look at those things. I watch all you young people and how it comes about. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'll say, Hey, come on. Y'all, y'all just make, Listen, when when you become big and famous, really, really big and famous, just remember us, you know, the first podcast people. So I'll have that mug mug in my pantry. I'll always remember my friend. There it is. (laughs) Yes. Come on. Oh, I'll I'll be sending it out tonight. No, first thing in the morning. Let me put it there. I love it. Come on. You know, it's it's pretty exciting to have you on and who you are and already signed to a major label, as we talked about earlier. And uh, and when I was talking to Brian Michael about it, we actually had him on Skip Happens a few weeks ago. And, you know, he's uh, being very well forward in what he's doing, very aggressive. He's making it work. 
And he said, you're having Brandon on. I love Brandon Ratcliffe. And I want to ask you, Brian, how did you know about Brandon? I mean, just, you know, being an artist and just constantly trying to sharpen my craft and trying to sharpen my pen and just keep my ear open to all different genres. And then, um, you know, I just came across some of Brandon's stuff on new boots and things like that. And, um, you know, saw that he was signed to Monument Records and things like that. And, you know, so it was just That's from cool. the jump, uh, your first single, like, just grabbed my ear. And I was just like, man, like, I love your energy. I feel like you're really vibrant and just like mm-hmm. kind of very similar to me. I, I feel like a lot of similarities in your high energy. So to me, it was just like, man, I love this. I love this guy's work. I love his craft. And so it was more on, uh, you know, just trying to stay well versed and listen to, you know, all different stuff on country radio and, and uh, on the platforms to, uh, and that's kind of, that's why I first, you know, found Brandon's music and just was like, dude, this kid's a beast. Yeah. <laughs> I never heard yeah, man. You know, it's just like anytime I kind of, I might be a little bit different than you, Brandon, the fact that like, uh, I'm all, I mean, I think you're this way. I can tell just by how you talk about Shane and stuff, but like sometimes I just, my actual first thing is not a songwriter. So I'm artistry first songwriter has become a big part of me. And like you say, just kind of tell my story, but it wasn't my strength out of the gate. It was more of the singing and performing. And so um, just trying to get better, um, you know, and become the best writer at the same time to just grow as an artist. And, uh, and so, but hearing that it's, it's uh, pretty cool to hear your story and all that stuff. But like I said, to skip, I was like, man, you think I can, you know, just be a part of it just because anytime I can be around someone like yourself and learn and become a better artist and smarter. But um, it's just amazing. I said to Skip and Deb the first time when I was on the podcast, I was like, I've been coming back and forth to Nashville about two years now. And just it's people like you, Brandon, that just makes Nashville so special because your guys, your hearts and just like just these incredibly humble and kind and loving and caring people that know that it is about the music and it you know, pushed any sort of like, at least my vibe has been like, it's not the energy is just like, we're here and we all love music. So let's just like hang out and just like make it about the music and not me or who, you know, someone else that might be bigger than me. It's just, you guys all, you know, we all support each other and it's special, man. It's, That's cool. Man, I, I, first of all, dude, you about bring a tear to my over here. And she, <laughs> <laughs> for tissues over here. While he was talking about <laughs> I seriously thank y'all so much. Everything, man. I so appreciate all that. And, and I will say to just piggyback on what you're saying, man, I, you're right about this Nashville. That is one thing I, I love about Nashville is it is a very communal place. And, yeah. uh, and, and that's kind of, for me, that's, that's always the thing is like, uh, and, and this year is really, you know, I know it's been a crazy year for everybody and, you know, yeah, there's a lot good. of negative that's happened this year, but, but for me, it, I, you know, I always kind of bring it to a spiritual place, but for me, like I, I've, I've had a lot of amazing stuff happen for me personally this year, just the internal growing. And part of it is exactly what Brian was saying there, which is like making it, man, it, at the end of the day, it's about the music. Like that's what, that's what I came here for. That's what a lot of people come here for is, is not, I mean, trust me, we all want to be heard. We all want to be, you know, uh, have a platform and an audience and all this stuff, because that's a huge part of it. But at the end of the day, like I, I'm just one of those people that like, man, I, I do this for free. I would do this yeah. for nobody. I would do yeah. this. For, you know, that's, that's to me, like when I go write songs every day, like 
there is no greater feeling than that to me. Like the, mm. the birth of something that feels like, like a new idea. Like we just showed up here and there was nothing hours ago. And now we have something that's mm. really cool and it feels authentic to who I am. That feeling to me is just, is irreplaceable. It's like, it's something I want to experience all the time. And, uh, yeah, man. And, and I, th- I think that's like what a lot of people come here for, you know, they, they, they realize that at the end of the day, like, money, fame, all that stuff is amazing, but that's fleeting at the end of the day. If you don't really love what you do, if you don't love the grind, then mm-hmm. you're probably not going to be cut out for this thing. Yeah, Absolutely. I agree, man. It's, it's, you, you hit it right on the head, man. It's you like know? what you get. And I think it's what's special about the camaraderie of the community about Nashville. It's like all about the community and part of the community, but it's like that camaraderie when you guys sit in a room and write up with something, it's just like, you get excited together and it just builds that just like whole team, like, uh, like again, camaraderie and stuff like that, where you just, it's special. Let me ask you this. We're going to have a little bit of fun here. I got some questions and uh, maybe we'll get off the music thing for just a little bit. I know. I know. I see you. Let's go, man. I I know. I know. But I have to, you being an established artist is, you know, you've got it going. You're right on the edge of hitting the big time. Oh yeah. You are a big time dog. Come on. Yeah, you are. You are. But uh, what advice would you give to somebody like Brian or any other new artist that is trying to get their feet wet, trying to uh, make something of themselves? Oh man, geez, guys, seriously. I mean, it's a tough one. I know, but seriously, it's a great question. Honestly. I mean, uh, I I would say, first of all, Brian, you're already on the right track because you're coming to a place like Nashville. I, the first thing I would tell people is, look, I, I grew up in, in a very small town. Like I, I was telling you guys earlier, Cotton Valley, Louisiana. I mean, it, it's a drive-by town. If you blink, you know, for a, for a second, you might get the whole place. Uh, and, and my folks, you know, I grew up in a music family. And, and you know, I, I remember from a very early age, my mom telling me, she was like, if you're ever going to do, you know, if you, if you ever want to do something like music, you're going to have to leave here. Like it it won't, you can't do it here. It's there. They, this, it's, it's kind of a little bit like that, you know, uh, a prophet in his hometown kind of thing. You know, it just doesn't work out. You know, you, you gotta kind of, you gotta get out. You gotta go to the hub where things are actually happening. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying you don't have anomalies or, or, or random anecdotal evidence of people who blow up in their hometown that, that does happen. But I think it generally speaking, you got to go to the place where, music is kind of like the forefront of people's minds and it's it's an actual industry and secondly i would say maybe just as important if not more is just finding the thing that you like about you as an artist in the sense of like your identity what is your thumbprint and i think this is something that every artist has to go through and has to figure out and sometimes it takes 20 years sometimes it takes 20 months you know so mm-hmm. you know whatever it but and sometimes it's it's for me it's a constant evolution, right? You're always figuring this out. But I would say that the moment you feel like something feels like it has your DNA in it, or like whoa, this I don't really know what this is, but it feels like me. That that's the thing I always tell artists to do who are like young up and coming artists or who are trying to come in town write their songs is just like always like patiently but fervently pursue that thing, whatever it is that makes you like authentically you because every people generally, and I I say this even from my own personal standpoint, they're, they're not really interested in the version 
that you think is like, you know, uh, what everybody will like. They're interested in the version that you actually are. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the thing people actually care about. And I think that's something we're always, you know, learning. I'm still learning that lesson. You know, I've already learned some of that stuff, even from my first record now to my second stuff, the stuff I'm doing now. It's like, you're always kind of finding like new ways to go. Well, I kind of knew what I was doing there, but like, I'm really honing it in now, you know? Yeah. yeah. So to me, I think, I think kind of identifying like what it is that you love individually, you know, individually about music. I think, I think that's to me probably the most important thing because it gives you your identity. It's awesome. Some great, yeah. Advice. Yeah. great advice. Absolutely. Uh, if somebody wants to get a hold of your music, they can go to a website, I would assume. Yes, you can go. I, I believe my God, you know, I'm so bad. At I have it. I know. I think I have it right here. I say, Deb's got me covered over here. I'm not all of us covered. Let me tell you. BrandonRatcliffe.com. Really? Yeah. That is the business side of things here. I am yeah. the other side. I am <laughs> unorganized. Deb is so organized. So that's what makes this work. So I'm gonna say I'm just like you. I got I got people in my life, luckily, like you know, organized. But if it were up to me, I'll be the worst. I'm so bad at telling people like follow me, all this stuff. I'm so bad. Hardest thing. I think that's just part of us. Us artists, right? (laughs) Like it's just it's like also like being responsive, like. People be like, what's up? Like being on time or like responding quickly to text messages. Oh, DNA. Like just kind of like, yeah, like. I love it. I love it. Know, passing is normal to not hear back. <laughs> I love your energy, Brandon, because you've oh, got yeah. takes and um, you're, you're like a big star already. You're just, oh. you know, when I, I, I can't say this enough and going back to what we said in the very beginning, when I first heard the song, the single, and when it was sent to me and they said, dude, you got to listen to this and we want you to add it because it's hot. Well, they weren't kidding. You're hot, so yeah, it's on fire. So um, that's definitely going to do it. Yes, Deb. Oh, I say you have this EP has five songs on it right now. Is that what it is? Five songs. Um, so is there a follow up coming to this, or are we promoting just this one right now? And you have another one, you know, way down the road. Might be a. What's the game plan here? (laughs) Honestly, it it might be a. But I'm gonna let the cat out of the bag either way, because you know, speaking from the hip here. Uh, yes, there is more to come from this. Uh, I don't know exactly what the plan is, you know, mm-hmm. above above me. Nice. But uh, this this EP is basically uh, there is a back half to this that is like okay. a full record. It's right. already been done for like um, I. I think going on like two or over two years now, I've, I've pretty much been done with this record. It was already recorded. So we're kind of, we, our way of kind of getting it out in the world was like, all right, let's get the EP out. And now I am uh, breathing down everybody's necks to get the rest of the record. So hopefully it'll come out really soon. Okay. Well, we're looking forward to it. I, just, I mean, I love all of these songs. I was listening to them over and over and over. So I'm already ready for the next five. And she could probably tell you the length of every song too. Yeah. <laughs> it all down. I love it. Three. I'm, 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 seconds. I'm just as ready for new material as you guys are. Okay, say. good. Have yeah. you um had the chance to experience the country radio seminar in February? I have. I so I I okay. didn't I didn't do it this year, which I didn't did they have it this year? Uh yeah, we had it. I don't know if we're gonna have it this this coming, coming. February. I, I didn't 
I didn't go this year, uh, but the last couple of years I did, I went, uh, and I had, I had a funny, uh, kind of crazy experience. The last uh, CRS I did was uh, the year, not this year, but the one right before for rules of breaking up and everything. And uh, mm-hmm. I had a really interesting experience because when I was going up to the uh, the event we had downtown in uh, Nashville, I can't remember what like hotel or it was or whatever, but. It was me and then Marin Morris, uh, the um, girl record was coming. It was so it's me, rules breaking up, and then girl mm-hmm. was coming right after it. And uh, I had this weird moment where I was like, oh, my God, three years ago, prior to whenever I was going there, me and Marin Morris went to my first CRS. <laughs> and Marin Morris was not Marin Morris at the time. She was just Marin who Marin, wrote it. <laughs> and, and I was just a guy who didn't even have a publishing deal, but we both went to our like a, a CRS and we saw Keith Urban, mm-hmm. uh, John Cougar, John Deere, John Three Sixteen, and oh, uh, yeah, we were all that. Brother John yeah. did uh, uh, stay a little longer, and uh, Chris mm-hmm. Stapleton came out to all this in, at the Ryman actually, and so mm-hmm. uh, oh, the lunch at the Ryman. Oh yes, and I I had this weird moment where I was like, oh my god, I forgot that even happened, so. And that was my first CRS. So, uh, but I love CRS. It's so fun, man. It's so cool to see songs in those elements and yes, just yes. people, how people present it and everything. And uh, being at the Ryman for that lunch experience is pretty cool. And it's oh. so, and Deb and I have been doing that. Uh, well, we actually, first time we talked business was back at the, the CRS, I want to say 10, maybe 12 years ago. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I've been going for almost 20 years. Deb's been going mm-hmm. for a while, but uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's a great event. It's a great event. I have to ask, what are you drinking in that glass that you were waving earlier? So it's now gone. I, I tried to get my wife, who is now here in the apartment, to get me uh, another one on the way home. But it was a uh, hazy little thing, IPA. Oh, are you a big IPA guy, I would assume? I, I am. I'm not. I So I'm not a big beer guy at all. Like, like okay. growing up. I was never into like just, you know, typical, you know, regular like PBR kind of stuff or like Budweiser or anything like that. I just, I never really drank it. I mean, we, everybody I knew growing up drank it. Uh, and when I was, you know, younger, obviously you drank what you had to, but uh, I just was not really big into it. You know, beer was not my thing. But then uh, when I was on the road uh, the last couple of years, I, some friends of mine kind of introduced me to IPAs and craft beer. And I, and I was like, man, I, I really kind of enjoy uh, just sipping on uh, yeah. an IPA. There's something just really nice. To it. <laughs> it's a great little buzz, and it's also a great taste. You know? so, hey, it's a great wow. way to chill at the end of the day. Have yourself yeah. an IPA. That's all. Exactly. Before, um, before you end up wrapping things up, one thing I love about the watch party is I get all kinds of people going that, that join us. Some pop in, some pop out, but I have two top fans that really are big fans. So I thought you could give a shout out to Tiffany Voss. They got Tiffany oh, Voss. What up, Tiffany? <laughs> and uh, she's commented quite a few times, loves your music. And then... Um, my daughter, Julie, actually is another top fan and she's commenting over here. So maybe give a shout out to her. She's over at uh, college right now in her senior year. So she's watching from there. <laughs> Julie, I hope you have a great, is it senior year? Mm-hmm. Uh, Julie, I hope you have a great senior year. I thank you so much for being a big fan of mine. I am forever indebted to you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, very so, now you can continue on. Just throw that out there. We got some great fans out there. So wow. would you like to 
bring them up. Come on. Absolutely. All right. I got some, uh, we're going to have a little bit of fun before we wrap it up here tonight. A little bit, a little more about uh, Brandon Ratcliffe and kind of go a little bit deeper. So I have a list of uh, 25 questions. Okay. All right, you're limited to four and a half. No, go ahead. All right. So, uh, <laughs> no, no, this is how I'm going to do it this time around. Every podcast, we do this a little bit different. Pick a number between one and 25. Pick uh, a number between one and 25? Dude, you're making me dizzy. <laughs> I had, I had, my, my battery's about to die on my computer. Oh, so no. I got to get over here and get plugged up. All right, we'll get me a minute. Are you okay, in? All right. One and 25, you said? Yeah, pick a number between uh, from one to 25. One to twenty-five. Pick a number, and I'll ask the question that uh, with that number. Let's go for uh, fifteen. 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 Oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I like that start, Skip. Yeah, I know exactly. What's your favorite? What's your go-to dance move? Oh, wow! My go-to dance move. <laughs> oh. Man, you know, honestly, I don't really have a go-to dance move. I'm more of like a uh, just move kind of person. Like, honestly, dancing in general to me, I'm one of those people who just kind of like goes with it. I'm, I'm like a shoulder. My shoulder's going and I kind of, you know, everything after that is just freelance. I'm just kind of shooting from the hip. It's a guy thing. It's a guy thing. I exactly. got you. I got you. No. Give me another one. Let's do, let's do 21. What was your first concert? Oh, man. Good question. Good question. Uh, So I have been fortunate to go to so many concerts in my life, uh, both ones that I've played at, but my long, my family has played it. I mean, I cannot even tell you how many concerts I went to growing up. Oh, yeah. I I was on tour buses when I was like, Real young, the whole thing. So I've been to a ton of concerts, but the first one I ever remember, and my mom might correct me on this, but <laughs> the one that I kind of, you know how you have those childhood memories where you're like, sure. I don't remember a lot, but I remember this one random thing I did. It was Charlie Daniels. And uh, we were at a, God rest his soul. Um, mm-hmm. he, uh, he, we were at a, like a fair, uh, I think it's some kind of fair in maybe Louisiana or Texas or something. And Charlie played, and I don't really remember much of the show, but I remember after the show, he gave me and my brother a pair of uh, boots because we went back state. We went no back kidding. and met him, and my folks knew him and everything. And he, he, I knew him growing up and everything, and he oh was such an amazing man. And uh, yes, it, it was that was my first concert though. Charlie, Charlie Daniels. Charlie was always a great interview too. Oh man, he's such a good entertainer too. Yeah, I, I had the pleasure of interviewing him. I want to say less than a year ago, and then wow. you know, and God rest his soul. Right. Oh wow! Do you still have those boots? I do. My well, my mom does. She has them somewhere. I have this like I have this old USO jacket he gave me. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, so I guess some really cool memorabilia from him. I actually just one of those pictures my mom was showing us this weekend was Charlie with his big old hat on holding me and I, I looked really upset in the picture too so <laughs> he was it's really funny you. i was not in a good mood wait a minute if he was holding you then you had to be like knee high to a grasshopper back oh, oh yeah i was like four or five years old probably oh, my Lord. oh wow yeah. that's cool though all right let's do another one 
All right. Uh, let's see. Let's do 12. My dad's old high school number. <laughs> number two. All right. Here we go. Number 12. Most adventurous thing you've done that your parents don't know about. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, uh, should we pick another one? <laughs> <laughs> well, you can pick one that you know they won't get mad at now they hear it. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what they wouldn't know about. Let's see. We're pretty open for the most part. You know, they know they know most of the things I've done. What oh, is okay. the first thing I've ever done that they don't know about? Did you ever get in trouble by with the cops at, at all or anything like that that they wouldn't have any clue about? No. I knew it. I knew it. Yes. <laughs> My wife just made eye contact with me over here in the living room. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so uh I let's just pray my parents are not listening to this right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna break news. I got a misdemeanor uh in a Utah airport uh one time that my parents do not know about. <laughs> Well, they're going to know now. I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm just going to leave it at that. That's That's good enough. Been there, done that. That's good. That's good. All right, let's do, uh, we'll do two more. All right, give me one, one more right now. We'll do one after this too. Okay, uh, let's do, man, that was so funny. Uh, Let's do seven. Seven. Okay. Uh, One thing you avoid at catering. Oh, great question. Food you mean? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, if you if you ask any of my uh, my band members or guys that have tour managed for me on the road before, I notoriously skip all catering. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I am like very. <laughs> my, my mom calls me picky, but my wife says that I'm particular. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I do not mess around with like mass produced food for the most part. Uh, so usually for me, I like, for instance, uh, was it last year, 2019, I went on the Kelsey, uh, the Miss Me More tour with Kelsey yeah. and Brett, and I didn't eat catering one single time, not one wow. single time. Wow. And I, I'm a notorious, like I'm a, I'm a massive sandwich guy. I love sandwiches. I eat sandwiches almost every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so for me, my one thing I had on my rider for our green rooms was like, just give me sandwich stuff. If you give me turkey, ham, and bread, yeah. I'll make the most basic sandwich <laughs> in the world, and I'll be happy. I'm fine with that. That's interesting. So, I like that. Good answer. Yeah. <laughs> Smart man, too. There you go. Right? Yeah. Okay. One more. Uh, let's do let's do number five. Most important quality to look forward to in a nah, boy. I, I never mind. You don't want that one. Uh, <laughs> another one. Pick another one. Uh, okay, number two. Uh, well, you don't have one, so this is all about a beard. I don't know. Maybe you need to pick uh, another one. Pick okay, another let's, one. Do, let's do uh, something weird, like seventeen. All right, something weird. <laughs> okay, we got that. I don't know why that's weird. I it's just a number, right? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. It's a number, dude. All yeah. right. What's the first thing you do when you wake up? Ooh. I mean, first thing I do is probably uh, TMI, but I probably I probably pee like right out of the gate. And then, uh, <laughs> oh, that's the morning routine right there. Yeah. Uh, for me, I'm big on uh, I'm big on like especially these days, like uh, getting like breathing meditation and prayer for me is a big 
huge thing right out of the gate. And so, uh, but I'll spend some time really on the breathing thing because uh, that that is like a new thing for me this year. But uh, I'm a big fan of a guy named Wim Hof. I don't know if you guys know this guy oh, or not. He's a beast. I love Wim Hof, man. The <laughs> ice man, he is incredible. Yeah, man. Uh, I've with him like studying his whole like craft. Dude, it's, it's unbelievable. And he uh, he kind of changed the like my whole mindset towards breathing and meditation and all that. And uh, I'm trying to get this light blocked out here. Oh, you're good. You look good. Uh, he is. Uh, he does these whole things where you do 30 deep breaths in, and then you hold your breath for as long as you can uh, with no air. And man, it is like just so incredible to start your morning off like that. And I broke four minutes uh, like a few weeks ago. So, oh my gosh, I'd be pet crazy, man. I'd be dead. (laughs) Wife would be picking me up off the floor if I tried. I told you, it's you should try it. I'm telling you, it'll blow your mind, man. It's I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look it up down here tonight in just a minute. And and I have one question. What's the name of the podcast? Hey, Skip Happens. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Brandon Ratcliffe, thank you so much for joining us here tonight, man. I tell you, you, you're right there on the edge and listening to the music, the EP that you have out. Deb has been listening to it all day. I've been listening to it. I'm playing the single on the radio. Uh, Man, I'll tell you, dude. Dude, you got it. You got it. You're going to pick. I don't know if I should say it this way or not. Maybe I just don't know how to say it correctly, but I'm going to say it anyways. You're going to pick up with Kane Brown leaves off. I think you're, you've oh, got that style. You've got that going for you. You've got that new sound. You've got oh, that sound that, um, and, and, and I see, I see a lot of our demographics who's listening to what, and the 18 to 34 year olds are big on that sound. And if you can make them happy and especially the women, dude, you're, <laughs> you're going to be over the top. You're going to make it. Your wife's going to be like, you know, she's going to be going with you on every show and providing the IPA and all that good stuff. And okay. that's cool. That's Man, cool. thank you guys so much. I so appreciate all the kind words tonight. Thank you all so much for having me. I would not have had it any other way to, than to start my podcast career on <laughs> Happens. Great. I love it. I love great, it. Great, great, great. Awesome. <laughs> yes, thank you. And I know Deb with the Country Music Fan Club, she's got a Facebook page. I don't know if you've liked it yet. Um, Deb could pass that along to you. I'm on my way. All right. The Country Music Fan Club. Like us, we'll follow you and we'll be promoting you all the way to the top. Exactly. There you go. Come yeah, on. thank you guys for letting me be a part of this. And just, uh, man, Brandon, pleasure meeting you, man. And uh, I hope to cross paths with you, man, at some point on this journey. So, all Dylan's right. cool, Brian. It was good to meet you, my man. Pleasure to meet you too, man. Keep all crushing right. it. We want you all to go online. Go to BrandonRetcliffe.com. Is that right, Deb? That is correct. Okay. Notice I didn't ask the artist. <laughs> <laughs> You'll find out about him. His music is there. His bio is there. It's that. And Brian Michael, you can find him online as well. And uh, what's what's your website again, Brian? Is it Brian Michael? Yeah, it's brianmichaelmusic.com. There you go. I knew there was a music in there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got it. All right, y'all. Uh, Brandon, thank you so much. Peace to you, my friend. You're awesome. Uh, yes. Look forward to meeting you in person someday. And um Man, I'll tell you, just thank you for being a part of Skip Happens tonight. For sure. Thank you guys so much. Yep. Cheers, guys. Signing off. Thank you for tuning in, everyone. See you guys. Have a great night.